you are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. On today's show, we're going to dive into baseball detonating the baseballs. We're going to talk about the agreement between the MLBPA and and the MLB, and also we're going to talk about this season and talk about the scheduling, what's going to be different with the schedule for who the Royals will play, and Pakoda projections came out again, and we'll rip on Pakoda or praise Pakoda, depending on how they did in evaluating this Kansas City Royals team. But let's start with baseball detonating the baseballs themselves, and, and everyone knew that the balls were juiced. That's why we got many more home runs. It's why the, the pace has been just insane. It's why the pitchers are been have been complaining for so long. I don't really think that this is a good thing for baseball. I, and I really am, am struggling to, to even understand how to feel about this because the way that I am thinking about this, the way that I'm rationalizing this is that sure, the balls may no longer be juiced. And so that will limit the home runs and it will limit the the rate at which we're seeing these home runs and, and it will limit the records we're breaking every single year. And it might level out the numbers statistically, right? But will it create a better product? I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure if this is the best thing for the sport of baseball itself. And the reason being is, you know, even though these balls are no longer juiced, is that going to put more balls in play? Right? Are guys no longer going to be swinging for the fences every single time? These guys have been trained and they've now been developed as hitters to go up there with the idea of we're either going to hit a home run in this swing or we're going to strike out. And either outcome is perfectly fine. You prefer the home run, but no one cares if you strike out anymore. Is that going to change with the with the baseball being deadened? Is that going to change? I don't think so. I think that guys are still going to go up there and still going to try to hit home runs every single time. And now they just won't have as much success. So they'll go from hitting the home runs and still striking out a ton to just striking out even more and hitting less home runs, taking out an exciting play in baseball or at least a run-proofing play in baseball with the home runs. Now, if you could ever get this sport to rein it back in and focus more on putting balls in play, going to the gap, going opposite field, whatever, if you can ever get that to happen, that would increase the product you're seeing on the, on the field but I don't think that the baseball will have any change because players are still going to swing for the fences. I just think that they will, and I think that they're going to strike out more, and that now you're going to see the reverse, right? You're seeing guys hit home runs at just monstrous clips, and now you're going to see an amazing amount of deep flyouts to to the warning track for whatever it's worth with the baseball. Now, I, I am no sci, uh, sports science. You know, what, what was that show on ESPN? Sports science, right? Whenever they would 
go in into this lab and start measuring different things. I think that they had one time had an episode of like how fast would you have to throw a baseball to like actually go through somebody or something. It was weird, but you know, it was a good show. It was a funny show, especially like as an after school special, like right before sports nation had it come on for the kids coming home from school. But I, I don't know all the ins and outs and the science behind detonating a baseball versus juicing a baseball. I just fear that this will not change anything about the product. It'll just take away more home runs, which is something that we can at least think is pretty cool to watch. So I'm interested. I, I They have my full attention on how this is going to play out. Uh, I'm just hoping it doesn't result in more strikeouts and more deep flyouts instead of more strikeouts and more home runs. We'll see how it goes with that new baseball. Uh, again, we talked yesterday about the key dates. You know, When are, when are they going to report? When are they going to start practicing? When are they going to play the spring training games? When are they going to play the opening day series? All that fun stuff. And right now, the next thing is the projections are coming out, right? We're, we're about a week away from pitchers and catchers. They report on the 17th. So they, they report on Wednesday, you know, literally a week from right now. They're reporting to spring training. And so everyone has to start doing their first round of projections. And we'll do our first round of projections on tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about where the Royals are headed. We're going to talk about, you know, if fans should have a higher expectation than they had last year, a lower expectation than they had last year, or the same expectation that they had last year. Now, the Bakota projections have been ones that Royals fans have been upset with for ever, since the dawn of the Pocota projections, especially during that 2014, 15, 16 season. But the, the model this year has Kansas City finishing with 71 wins. It's a slight improvement from where they were uh, you know, in the last models, but with 71 wins, they sit as the fourth place team in the AL Central. But mind you that the 71 win mark is fourth behind the third place Cleveland ball club. Well, actually the, the third place Chicago ball club, which will be 83 wins. And so this is where you get into the big problem with Pakoda. Whatever model you're using that has Chicago finishing behind Minnesota and Cleveland, throw it away, throw it away and start over again. But, but for reference, the third place team, the central has 83 wins and, and the Royals have fourth place rights and they have 71 wins. That's a big gap because I think that the third place finish could be well within reach for Kansas city. But any model that has Chicago being behind Cleveland is ridiculous. I think that Chicago will run away with this division. I think that Minnesota will finish second. And then you have a group of Cleveland, Kansas city, Detroit, that will all be battling for third place. And ultimately I think Kansas city can get that edge. And I think that Detroit will take a, a minor step back as we go back to an elongated 162 game season. But Pakoda, in my opinion, is a bit of a joke. I mean, they, they've constantly done crap like this where they're not even the Royals thing. I don't really care if you think that the Royals are going to be bad or if they're going to win 71 games. I really don't care about that. The Royals have to prove on the floor, you know, on the field, how good that they're going to be. Now, my big issue is around baseball. They're just always off. I mean, I don't know how you can project and have a model set up to project Chicago is going to be a third place team in this division. If you are just in love with Minnesota, then that's perfectly fine. You can be in love with Minnesota and you can have them win the division, even though I think that they're not going to win the division and that and that Chicago runs away with it. But you cannot have Chicago as a third place team. It's just crazy. So Pakota doesn't really do it for me. I know a lot of people think that Pakota is like just this, by God, just this gold standard of baseball projections. That's not for me, but 
there's your update on where the Royals are projected to finish. Now, I want to discuss the Royals and their spending habits and their team building. I got this question on Twitter. Uh, I can give the credit to the question asker here in a second. But I got the question from Twitter, you know, from at JD Whitmish. And they say that with the needs the Royals have and the ability to get some quality players in the free agent market, why aren't they making moves to get that left-handed bat and or another arm on the mound? Personally, I don't think that they desperately need another bullpen arm. I mean, being bringing back Trevor Rosenthal would be cool, but you have a Richard Lovelady, you have other guys who you want to see in your system go with Away Davis and Greg Holland and, and Tyler Zuber and Josh Stalmont. You have arms on the mound that, that I don't think you need to really add anything on the mound. You already have too many starting pitchers as it is, and depending on when guys are going to get called up, you know, you're running out of spots quickly on the mound for me. Uh, now, the left-handed bat, that's something that Kansas City has said they want to add for the entire offseason. They've been in the mix for Jerickson Profar. They've been in the mix for other bats in general. left hand specifically bats, we'll see what they can add coming up. But you know, I'm not going to criticize this offseason at all for Kansas City. I think that they've done the best they can in this offseason. And they're, they've done what they need to do, right? They're not in a position to just truly go for this and truly try to make that postseason push. So why would they go add unnecessary bats? And why would they go add unnecessary pieces that don't have any upside? Which is, which is why I found the Michael A. Taylor signing so so silly. is because he has no upside. He has no ability. He, he can't play. The man cannot play. You know, he, He's a great fielder, but he's one of the worst hitters in the major leagues. And so those two kind of cancel each other out and make him a not very good baseball player. That, that's the only signing that I don't really agree with for, for Kansas City. But I think they've added enough. I mean, they've done enough of the adding part, and now it comes into developing. you got to develop your young guys. If they don't sign a left-handed bat, as I said that they want to, I'm not going to criticize the ownership and, and talk about how they're not going to spend money because they're just not in a position to spend money right now. There's no need to try to add peripheral pieces whenever you're not at that stage yet. It just makes you a mediocre team. And the Royals might still finish mediocre, but this mediocre with this roster is the best kind of mediocre. And what I mean by that is I'd rather finish in the third place of the division and finish five games out of the wild card with a team that's built on your young pieces for the future, with a team that's built on Brady Singer, Daniel Lynch, Chris Bubich, with a team that's built on that rather than a team that's built with just all these fringe Lucas Duda-type players. So I like what they've done this offseason. I think that the... Royals have had one of the best off seasons in the major leagues, but they've had one of the best off seasons in this division. I mean, I think that you know Minnesota, Chicago, and Kansas City have stolen this off season for this division, and you can put them in in a lot of different orders. I'd probably say you know Chicago has boasted their roster a ton. You know, I like Minnesota bringing back Nelson Cruz, so that really gives them an edge for me. I think that he adds a lot to their lineup, and I like the way that they structure that roster. I mean, the structure of that contract. They did not overpay for Nelson Cruz. They got helped out and bailed out by the no universal DH. I think if there is a universal DH, then Cruz's price tag goes up and his suitors go up. But I like what they've done there, adding Cruz back to that fold. But I think that Kansas City has had a really good offseason, so I cannot criticize them for not getting that left-handed bat that they've looked for, that they've tried to get in on. They tried to get in on Profar. They tried to get in on Puig, and they've fallen out of favor with Puig. You know, you know they've, they've said that they're not interested in Puig anymore. You know, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens on the stretch. It's still not over yet. You know, they, they can still add some pieces moving forward. But if this is the team that they move into the season with, I'm perfectly happy with the offseason that they've had. I think that they've done a good job with this offseason that they've had so far. 
but I'm also perfectly happy with Built Bars because Built Bars are a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You want to get them today at BuiltBar.com. They are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They are great for pre-workout. They're great for post-workout. They're even great as a meal replacement. Right now, Built Bars are great for the conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you probably didn't know how to write your email address properly. You didn't know what you were doing. If your landline rung off the hook, then all of a sudden the internet stopped working. But you could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about RockAuto.com is that I know nothing about cars, and I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database, and they're going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle and only my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting money on parts I don't need, parts I cannot use, and I just get a better result from RockAuto.com than anywhere else. So go to RockAuto.com, and whenever you go over there and you find the parts you need, you add them to your cart, and whenever you're about to pay for them, in the box that says, how'd you hear about us? Tell them Lockdown sent you. And the how did you hear about us box? And they'll know what to do from there. So go to rockauto.com for their amazing selection. There are lively low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. I want to tell you right now about our more than a game special. February is Black History Month and Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with the new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Alley of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed wherever you get your podcast from on the radio.com app or anywhere else you get your podcast from. So we're back on Locked On Royals. We've discussed the Pakota projections. We've discussed what the Royals have done so far this offseason, what they should do moving forward in the offseason. I want to take some time to tell you what's coming up on Friday's show. So on Friday's show, we're going to dive into the new schedule, what I think will be the toughest portion of it, what I think will be the easiest portion of it. We're also going to talk about the agreement between the MLBPA and the MLB more in-depth than we did on Wednesday. And we're going to set the expectations for this team. What do I think the Royals should expect to do this season? And what should you expect from this team moving forward? What is the next step in their development and in their rebuild? What stage are they in? in this rebuild. We're going to talk about all of that on tomorrow's show. And then next week, pitchers and catchers report on Wednesday. How awesome is that? And then the week after, we've got spring training games, actual baseball. We're going to have new fresh box scores. We're going to have new lineups. We're going to have the cutting of the grass, which we won't get to see because most of these games are not televised, but who cares? It's going to be so incredible. Stay tuned to Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals, which right now we're three days a week, which is still only the three-day-a-week podcast about the Kansas City Royals there is. So subscribe to Locked On Royals wherever you get your podcast from, including the Radio.com app. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.